Hey, this is TJ. And I'm your girl, Tree. And we played outside. What's up, everyone? It's your girl, TJ. And I'm your girl, Tree. And we are back with another episode of We Played Outside. This episode, we are going to talk about um, things that we're so all familiar with. Um, and it's actually uh, two pieces to this conversation. Uh, one is going to be the effects of COVID. So when we think about the pandemic, the changes that we've witnessed, mm-hmm. um, and also about standing up for yourself. Um, one of the things that I've seen is this uh, generation of youngins, the, the, the kids nowadays, how the younger outsiders, the younger outsiders, mm-hmm. how they stand up more and how um, I think we should be doing that more so often. Mm-hmm. Um, now, outsiders, you know, Tree just brought up outsiders. Outsiders is what we officially call our fans now and our listeners. So you outsiders out there, you know, those are you all the ones that played outside, too, on some level. Uh, you may have been looking out the window wishing you were outside on a couple of occasions. <laughs> you may have been the one riding your bike down the street, uh, either trying to get home or hurry up and trying to get to your friend's house. But uh, we all are outsiders, so we lovingly embrace any input you guys have and uh, hope you guys uh, appreciate that term of endearment for us. Absolutely. Um, now COVID. Yeah. <sighs> Goodness. COVID changed everything. You know, it's sort of weird because I remember when I was in the office and the office said that we're going to do a a, a two-week test. Mm. We want you all to go home and work and we're going to test how we, uh, how how our platforms, like how how things stand up. Mm -hmm. So everybody go home like now. Yeah. (laughs) And I remember I was like, oh, this doesn't sound temporary. Let me just Mm -hmm. make sure I pack up all of my things in my desk. And I remember seeing my boss come through. He's like, why are you here? And I'm like, I'm, I'm getting the rest of my things. He's like, no, 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 no. Wrap up and go home now. Yeah. Like it was a storm coming. Yeah. What was the, the reaction? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we just stayed at home. And it was sort of cool for, for those that were commonly in the office and worked remotely. Mm-hmm. You know, we did the remote happy hours mm-hmm. and started more doing more Zoom calls with your family. Mm-hmm. Zoom church. Yeah, Zoom. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Zoom church. That was terrible. <laughs> what kind of when when COVID when the pandemic was setting in for you? What transpired from your side? It was March twenty fifth, twenty twenty. I remember it specifically because I had brought a screwdriver in my purse to try and unscrew some of the equipment off the desk because at that time. <laughs> The slow person that I reported to told me that I should be able to take the equipment from the desk and take it home. And so then, you know, company security was like, yeah, she can't unscrew none of that equipment. And so she was like, you don't have a laptop that you can use? Because at that time, it really, the urgency of us not being in the office was there, but it wasn't really figured out, hey... We literally got to send our entire workforce home, and most of these people don't have personal laptops. Mm, Okay. They had desktop computers because they were accustomed to working in this office. Right. 
So, yeah, that was, um, I remember that day distinctly because I remember when I was crawling up under the desk with the screwdriver thinking to myself, I'm not handy manny. I don't know what this lady want me to do, but she told me to take this shit home with me. And I'm like, okay, this stuff is bolted down, ma'am. This is not working. You don't have a computer? (laughs) Hell no. Even though I did. But that wasn't a business. You don't want to do work stuff on a personal computer. I was not about to intermingle my paid for, for my personal usage laptop with your work that you didn't pay me for this laptop fuck. So therefore, (laughs) it was just a very big um, hostile situation. And when I told her that I didn't have a computer that I could work off of at home and I wasn't about to literally end up in jail for taking this bolted down (laughs) desktop... She was like, well, just go home and we'll have to pay you until we can get you equipment. And so I remember thinking from that day up until three weeks later when I got my laptop. Dang. That whole three weeks. I should have been truly, number one, enjoying the time. Number two, really appreciating the fact that literally the world's about to end and don't nobody know it. So just live it up. (laughs) <laughs> enjoy yourself don't even worry but i was like oh my god they sent me home because i couldn't take that bolted desktop off the table what i'm gonna do are they gonna send that computer are they gonna pay me for just sitting still because that's literally all i was doing for those three weeks it was it was really weird and then after that the news started yeah and it was like oh my god people are losing their lives don't yeah. go outside the grocery right. store shelves are literally not stocked yeah. toilet that, tissue nothing toilet, toilet t- tissue paper was towels, gone water rice i remember people putting on bread. facebook where can they find toilet tissue and somebody's like posting okay look guys if you're in this part of town Clorox bleach too don't forget that Oh, no. One of my coworkers, her sister paid like $30, $40 for a gallon. Exactly. Because she couldn't find it in stores, so she ordered it offline. Ridiculous. Insane. But what does that tell you about who we are as a people? That yeah. we would take advantage of one another like that in crisis. Yeah. It, it tells you that we really are quite a community of a collection of little heathens just waiting to screw each other over. It was just horrible. Yeah. I think we learned a lot. And this is why I said, there's a lot of things that I saw, there's a lot of things that I witnessed and that I learned um, about ourselves where you had the price gouging. It was ridiculous. You had the people hoarding because yes, I'm going to go in here and buy all 12 plats. <laughs> Of water so that no other family in here, and I did say flats, but I think it's flats, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm telling you, it was like, oh my God, what are you going to do with all that? Yes. Nobody else needs water? No, it was just insane. And um, then I I remember when they came out with, uh, you can apply to get money for your business to keep it up, up and running. And I remember I saw that and I'm like... This isn't going to go well. <laughs> There's going to be some people when I tell that you are going to PP, take advantage of that situation. PP loans is probably yes. still taking advantage of some folks and they don't realize that the federal government is about to literally yeah. lay their shit bare. Yeah. Yeah. So there's... They already haven't. Oh, it's happening now. Oh, I know. Federal cases are, are definitely there. Yes. I know that literally, that's literally like a typology in financial investigations is, did they get a PPP loan? And if so, 
do they have a viable business Gosh. to support that loan or was that really taken advantage of in a fraudulent manner and do we need to let other authorities know yeah so like i said them ppp loans about to lay somebody's shit bare it was crazy or is it is mm. crazy and then so so there's the aspect from the business. So you had the you had the 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 hoarding, yes. <laughs> you had the price gouging, you had the business loans, mm-hmm. and then there is the side of people. So now you've been on the go all the time. So you're in and out at, at work, at school, mm-hmm. and now everybody's home. So the schools had to pivot to figure out how to do online classes when they've never done online classes. You had kids with no laptops. You had teachers trying to figure out how to maintain some level of of teaching <laughs> to students. Some level of control online yes. behind and, a computer screen when them same little evil ass kids weren't good <laughs> in a classroom. In the classroom and mm-hmm. now you want them to pay attention to you. Right. In their house, in their room. Right. I need your camera on now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, Meanwhile, they sitting up there literally like, what? Turn the camera on. Oh, my gosh. It literally also separated the good students from the, oh, you basically been cheating off everybody in class. You don't know nothing because you can't fill out none of this online because ain't nobody at home to help you. No. Uh, because the, the other parents are working online. I remember mm-hmm. I'm trying to have a work call, and then I hear my girls in their room on their calls. So... It's like we're all getting feedback, or not feedback, but you know, we can all pick each other up in our conversations. Bandwidth. Think about that. The bandwidth was, yes. Yes. Because I had folks working from home, folks on game, uh, gaming systems, social media, like literally, my internet was like, chirp, chirp, (laughs) chirp. It was like exhausted. Yes, yes. That was what we literally were thrown into. But I want to pivot on that and think about what else happened during that time. So if you were getting beat up at home and school was your escape, you didn't have one. Right. If you were getting beat up at home and work was your escape, you didn't have one. Yeah. Or, so that's that's the physical abuse. There's emotional abuse or the mental abuse that was happening. Right. And hunger. That. If you were getting your meal at school because you were getting to school early, so you got your breakfast and your lunch, and now you're forced to stay at home. Right. So I know there's some counties that said, hey, come by and pick up food. There's a lot of parents that weren't doing that. Either they couldn't or that they wouldn't, whatever the case is. So there's... There, there's the people side that that humbled me, mm-hmm. um, because to your point, you 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 never had a chance to escape that, and then you were forced to see these people all the time when you didn't see them all the time. So, you know, we talked about this in a, a different episode about the fact that some folks had gotten married for business deals. Yep. So. Okay, so it was easy to be in this business deal because I had an outlet. I had my work. I had my 
bridge club. I had whatever. You're on the road. You could get on the road and travel. You're only home on the weekends because you were out. That was it. Doing whatever you needed to do for the business, for your company. For your company. Right. I got to go grocery shopping. I got to take care of some things. I don't need to see your ass because I don't really like you for longer than two hours. I'm just here because because financially we're stable. So I'm good. I can't afford to move out right now. I I don't have attorney fees. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All of that. I'm not about to be my own attorney. So there's that. So... (laughs) We're going to have to keep this business afloat for now <laughs> right? until literally, I, I remember, um, I can't remember his full name, but he's a comedian and he <laughs> made a post. It was, uh, it was in the month of April because literally, like I said, it was March 25th when I went home, but it was towards the end of April. He made Leslie, I can't remember his last name, but he made a video where he's laying on a pillow and he's like... Oh my God, is it still April? It's been April for like 78 days. It's still April? That was how time felt though for a while there. Oh, I have two years that are gone. Like if you ask me when something happened at a certain time, I'm like, oh, that was probably like two years ago. And they're like, no, that was four because... (laughs) <laughs> those two years I don't even register yeah like I remember it I yeah. remember everything that happened yeah but the time period didn't yeah. register it changed everything yeah then this I'm glad it changed because potlucks I cannot stand I, I want to <laughs> I want to say that I am the ambassador of hating potlucks because literally it was bad enough before COVID when we didn't know anything about some diabolical airborne something that could just take you out (sighs) in the swiftness of time. Yeah. But also like Kathy's cat hair that's in her tuna salad (laughs) is really also diabolical too. But that was really our fears back then. Yeah. you know, having yeah, yeah, this yeah. smorgasbord of germs. And I'm a germ phobe. So I would look and I'm like, all right, I know she don't, she, she's not the cleansing. She, she's I've not been in the bathroom with that bitch. She did not <laughs> wash her hands when she came out. That's all. No. Nope. Like, and which did she, did she make, she made that. I don't one? care where she, she, what? Mm-mm. Her name yeah. where? Uh-uh. I'm, I'm a germ phobe. So yeah, that, but part. COVID helped that down to, so, uh, one of the places that somebody in my past used to like take to take folks was um it was this place I actually think they opened back up but it was an all you can eat kind yeah, of place yeah yeah buffets I hate them things yeah I hate them things yeah because yeah, yeah. of course you're in there and you're all trying to be clean and yeah, not yeah. mix yep. meats with other meats you try and- not to mix the spoons. Because this spoon was in this one dish and you don't want it contaminating another one. So I purposely, like you, I need a new, I need a new spoon. Is there a, is there a spoon? And there's people that never cared. And then Jethro Clampett gets in the line with you. And Jethro Clampett ain't washed his hands since oh Tuesday of last week. My gosh. Yeah. Tuesday of last week. Last week. <laughs> And he is literally picking stuff up with his hands. Yeah. Oh my God. COVID killed all that. Thank you, COVID. That's the only thing I can officially say thank you to COVID Oh my for. gosh. 
Killed it. Oh, my gosh. I ain't got to worry about Jethro Clampett anymore coming into the, mm-mm. No, nah, we ain't sharing <laughs> like that. No. So. That was a good thing. Since we're on the things that we appreciate <laughs> for <Yes>. COVID. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I think it's, it's part of, for me, that one, one of the things that I've seen and that I've actually started to do more of is, um, uh, oh, well, let me exp- put a little background here. It's, but it's speaking up. Okay. So I have no problem with expressing myself. Okay. But if I'm in a situation where maybe I, I don't know, maybe I got bad service and I was with a group of people, I'm just like, come on, let's just get it, get it over with. Let's get it by and let's get, keep it moving okay. just to keep things moving along. Mm-hmm. But one thing I've noticed about the, uh, the younger generation have, they have no problem with speaking up. Rather, if it's writing a full-blown review, mm-hmm. rather if it's saying, oh, wait a minute, I didn't like it when you did this because, mm-hmm. rather if it's rude or blunt, mm-hmm. they're very clear in expressing why they are not happy. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that with my kids. So if we go to a restaurant, and um, I remember there was a really good service. So they're always like, did you give did you give them a good tip? Because, you know, that's good service. They didn't necessarily do that before, but they do that now. Mm-hmm. Um when they've received orders, because now we have mail delivery out the yin yang, yeah. let them get something that they don't appreciate. They will leave the most detailed review ever. Yep. And they've seen the result of that, which is I'm going to give you something free mm-hmm. or, Hey, if you take that down, take your, your comment down, I'll give you extra credit to buy something new. Absolutely. So I think that for me, I think that was a part of COVID because we were sitting at home and we got a chance to realize something about ourselves and know ourselves more because you didn't have that interaction you had before. You did not. You were faced with yourself. And And your family, which you might not actually like, (laughs) but you had to keep that shit to yourself because they're your actual family. Yes, but Mm -hmm. they found a way to uh, express themselves and I think that's one thing I've appreciated because I'm like, well, you know what? You're right. I shouldn't just bypass it just to keep things moving along. No. Make sure... And there's always a time and a place, but make sure that you acknowledge mm-hmm. when it's great, but make sure you share that same acknowledgement if it needs to be done better. Absolutely. That is the one thing that they do better than us um, generationally. They're not so good with, you know, being emotionally stable. And, right. But they're very good at voicing their opinion. Yes. Very good at embarrassing the shit out of businesses, too, on social media. <laughs> yeah. Very good at that. Yes. So I, I take a page out of their book from that perspective. Yeah. Because they are great at that. Yeah. And I think that's probably something they may have done already. And I think possibly COVID just sort of fueled that. Yeah. Um, Because they didn't have that outlet. So mm-hmm. when they had a chance to voice their opinion or their Absolutely. concern, they voiced their opinion. Oh, without a doubt. Or concern. Without a doubt. And they're, I think they do it more. My daughter is a cashier at a big box store and she's not 21 but whenever you buy alcoholic beverages you have to show your ID Mm -hmm. so it's very interesting her commentary to me being a cashier she's like why do you old people and I'm like slow down I know right and so she's like watch 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 your words (laughs) and so I'm like Okay, but I'm listening. And she's like, why do y'all always get so offended when I ask for your ID? It's on my freaking computer screen that I have to ask you for your ID. 
She's like, the number of people that are like, don't I look old enough? She's like, first of all, I'm 19. I wasn't even looking at you. I was literally trying to make sure I keyed in what I needed to key in. And I was literally trying to wait for this shift to be done so I that know, I right? could go about my business. I don't give a shit what you think you look like. She was like, I don't understand. She goes, I get so much pushback from y'all asking, why do I need your eye? She said, this other lady the other day said, are you serious right now? You see, I have a whole child in front of me. I've got to be old enough to buy this. She said, so I literally just turned my screen around and said, I can't move forward until you answer this question on this screen. <laughs> are you serious? Yes. And she's six feet tall. So I'm sure whoever she was talking to looked and thought said, about it and said, oh, okay. Maybe not. I don't want them kind of problems today. Oh so she gave gosh. her her ID. But I thought that really interesting because I've never had a problem giving somebody my yeah. ID. Matter of fact, I'd be like, oh, you need it. Here I you know. Go. That's how I've always seen it because I'm always like, oh. But no. Here. No. I mean, I, I do see the question on the register, but I, I've taken that as, sure, here's my ID. I don't mind because I'm like, I recognize that there's a protocol, but I think that, and that's, that's how they are. They recognize there's a protocol. They don't really have yeah. time to really give you all the extra fluff. You don't give a shit. Right, right, right. And that's the difference, too, with us, yeah. is that we would be trying to make excuses or explain, ma'am, I'm not trying this. No, <laughs> hell, they don't have time for any part of that. It's on the screen, ma'am. <laughs> for real. Either you answer this question or go to somebody else's line. Oh, my god. That's the difference, though. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Something to think about. No, be And standing up for... That I would have never treated a customer like that. I used to be a cashier. I wouldn't have been like, it's on the screen. But they're very, they're a whole lot more audacious with their actions. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess generationally, yeah. COVID has affected us one way or another. Rather, if it's um, a, a mix with COVID in the generation or just straight all and out uh, COVID. But there mm -hmm. was definitely uh, some changes that we still have to live with today. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. COVID's been interesting. It has been. And it continues. It, and just as fast as it came, it kind of dissipated out of almost as fast. It was like, oh, okay, everybody went back to normal. We had two years that none of us can really remember because it was so traumatic. <laughs> so and sad. now we're sort of back to normal. I mean, things have changed where I don't have to worry about, you know, those damn office uh, food uh, days. Food days, yeah. But outside of that, I mean, there's, I think the change now is corporations are trying to figure out if they want to bring people back in the office or because even for my company that I work at now, it's been suggested or recommended, like, can you come in the office oh. once or twice a week or a, a soft mandate? Like, hey, we're, we would like to see you guys more in the office because if management is in the office... Uh, your teams would be willing to come in the office. But at least for my company, there hasn't been a mandate that says you will be in the office for X number of days, X period of time. Oh. While there have been companies that have. Several. Yes. Like a lot of them. Exactly. So there's some that's like, no, we're going to stay remote because that's overhead we don't have to deal with. Mm -hmm. And there's some that are like, no, we see the, the ability to work better and to do better, bigger and better business coming into the office. Mm -hmm. So I think that part is still um, out out for a decision for the most part. Uh, some companies have put their foot in, you know, put their feet down of what they're going to do. 
some are still questioning on what move they want to make. Um, but I think that's just the overall change that the new norm that we kept hearing about, this is the new norm. I think that's the norm now from being different from COVID. I think some companies though, from the jobs that I've seen in my industry is they are looking for more hybrid workers. They're looking for people that can do both office and work from home so that I guess just in case the world melts again, it won't be such a, a, a last minute effort to yep. get everybody back in production. But I've also noticed that the majority of remote only jobs have basically dissipated. You're, there are more contract jobs than right. full-time jobs. Right. Whereas at the height of COVID, you could find a remote job and there was no discussion of this being contract. It was, no, this is going to be remote. Yeah. And so I think that's also the difference now is there's not that urgency. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I agree. All right. Well, I think that wraps up this episode. So if you have any questions, thoughts, or concerns, feel free to email us at weplayedoutside at gmail.com. Again, this is your girl, TJ. And I'm your girl, Tree. And we, we played, played outside. outside.